When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, the Bird Show. I asked Kristen and Cassie because this was a bit of a confusing situation on Friday where she says, let's go on a break. He goes on a complete break where he doesn't reach out to her at all. And she's upset that she she doesn't like the way he's handling the breakup. Because she wanted a break. That's what she wanted. But she wanted him to check in and at least see how she's doing. So I asked Kristen and Cassie to do the impossible. Can you put together a couple of scenarios that always get guys and women screwed up where we think we are doing what you want, you know, basically because that's what you asked mm-hmm. and we're messing it up anyway. So what are you saying and what do you mean? And Abby, to establish, because you weren't here on Friday, um, my sentiment is because women have com- have been conditioned for centuries uh, to not be a burden and, you know, we we downplay what we need because we don't want to be, like I said, we, we don't want to be a burden to anybody. We never really truly ask for what we want or what we need. Mm. So we kind of we downplay things and we we dismiss our needs so we're getting better, but so men can understand, we don't do this to drive you crazy and to play a game. I really do think, like, subconsciously, we've just been conditioned for so long not to ask for what we really want because we'll be, we, we'll be perceived as, you know, a bitch or... High maintenance. Yes, exactly. So we're trying to change that, but in the meantime... Here's a glossary to help. (laughs) All right. So we already got the one. When you're on a break, that doesn't mean don't communicate with me. I need you to at least just check in and say, hey, thinking about you, hope you're you're doing okay. All right. So a break doesn't mean a complete break break of no communication. Correct. Mm -hmm. But don't be mad if she doesn't respond. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, but seriously, it's just the fact that you texted meant that you thought about me, and maybe I do want a communication break, but it still shows me that you're in this to win it. All right. So if he communicates... He shouldn't expect a communication back, even though that's what you're telling us that she should expect? I, I think there should be a response. Yeah, I don't completely mm. agree with ignoring him. If no. he's going to put his pride on the line and say, hey, just thinking about you, he yeah. should at least get something back. Like, like, thank you for checking in. I guess I'm safeguarding because there are some women out there who will be like, if I ask for a break, I want a break. I don't want to hear from you. So mm. I, I'm tr- I'm just trying to serve everybody, which doesn't work. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll volley. Okay. Your turn. Okay, if she says, don't worry about it, I'll do it, you better do it, and you better do it fast. Because what that means is she is tired of helping you figure out how to do whatever task she has asked you to do. And just so you know, studies show that the more a woman does around the house, the more they see you as a dependent and their sexual attraction dwindles. <gasps> Ooh. Okay. And that is a, that's a, that's science. But yes, it's, it's the, it's not, it's the phrase, don't worry about, after she has already asked you. Don't worry about it. I'll do it. Or even if it's lighthearted, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You better do it. Do we get to comment on, sure. on some of this glossary? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What's the point? What's the point of doing a glossary if you're not going to abide by well, it? Well, because I'm saying if this is, is if this is really what you want, then women are sending conflicting messages. Because we know this. I have heard, don't worry about it. I'll get it. Right? And then I get it. Then she's mad that I got it when she said that she was going to get it. I was taking away something that she was going to do to add to the house. But did she ask you to do it first? No. That's the key. That's the difference. She has to ask you. So if I say, hey, babe, can you do X, Y, and Z? And then he's like, okay, well, where is this? And where is this? And I'm like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I got it. No, you should know where X, Y, and Z is. You should know how mm-hmm. to do this. I asked you, but now you're putting all the load back on me okay. to help you figure out how to do it. So if she says she's going to do something, but it hasn't been done, and I just go ahead and do it, then she's open to, like, being mad at me for doing what she said she was going to do? Correct. I, yeah, I feel like that's partner-dependent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, <laughs> next we have, does this dress look good on me? Ooh. 
I'm fishing for a compliment. Tell me it looks great. Hell yeah. If I'm asking if does something look good, it's because I, I need, we're about to go, I need a little boost in self-esteem. Same thing goes with if I'm complaining about my body, do not give me advice on what I, like, well, you know, we can work on X, Y, and Z. And if you want to lose weight, blah, blah, mm, 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 mm. I am, <laughs> I need a boost to my self-esteem. I just need you to tell me how beautiful and perfect I am. All right. So does the dress look good? Yes. yes. You look amazing, baby. Yes. And when you're complaining about a part of your body. Yes. Do we say anything or do we say you're, you, you look beautiful to me? I, but she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. Or so the... The not good answer is, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that would be horrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you do got a muffin top. Yeah, you, you never, you never <laughs> confirm. You don't say that. No, okay. uh, you never concur nor confirm. <laughs> do you think my friend is hot? Do you think so and so is hot? Your first word out of your mouth is who? Even if it's her best friend, who are you talking about? You play like you don't know who she's talking Even about. Even if it's like her best friend? Because you're not looking at her best friend as hot, so why would you immediately think of her best friend when she's talking about her coworker named Rebecca? Like, that's the thing. So who? And then if she presses, you can be like, I guess objectively she doesn't suck, but honestly, I never really thought about it. Mm. That's, yeah. So that way you have mm-hmm. not called her friend ugly because okay. you say objectively ah. she does. Objectively, you are removing yourself. Mm-hmm. She doesn't suck. But you have never thought about it. Okay. Can I call my lawyer? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, on that vein, when it comes to friends, if I'm telling you a story, right? Like I'm sharing. Actually, I'm not telling you a story. I'm complaining. I'm whining about something, right? Okay. Let's let's just keep it 100. So I'm complaining about an issue with a friend. And this is specific to that. It's an issue with a girlfriend. Don't try to fix it. And don't you dare see it from her point of view. I am not coming to you for you to take sides or anything. I just need you to listen. I need to vent. Mm-hmm. And this is specific because sometimes there's other problems that arise in life. But it's, if it's specific to, like, something like this, man, you just sit there and you be like, ah, oh, girl, that's, yeah, mm, I'm sorry. That sucks. Yeah. Question, question, question. Does this apply to family also? Yes. Okay. No. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> it more so than ever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If she says, let's go get ice cream or frozen yogurt or drive through food, whatever, you have to get something as well. Yes. There is no, sure, babe, I'll take you. She doesn't want it then. She doesn't want to eat alone. If you're not getting ice cream, she's not getting ice cream. So just even if you don't want it, pretend, heck yeah, let's go. Let's go do it. And And then when you get there, you have to buy something? Yes. Yes. And also, like we said said last week, if she says she doesn't want anything, get her something anyway. Yes. Like, get her a side of fries. Get her, like, you, you, if you've been together long enough, you know what they like. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, I got this just in case. If you don't want it, I'll, I'll take it. Got it. If you want to go pro level, mm-hmm. whenever you hear your girl order something, just take a little secret note in yep. your notes app on your phone, mm-hmm. and then you'll always know her exact order. Ooh. I, I saw the If most- she ever sees your notes app, though, is she like, oh, you got to write that down? No, no. I would think okay. it was the most adorable, yeah. sweet thing ever. Okay. And then I saw that there's, there's one guy. It was so funny. He was running to a fast food joint. I don't remember which one. She's like, aren't you going to get my order? And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, don't you need to get my order? And he sat there and rattled off everything she got, all the condiments and sides, and it was so hot. <laughs> now, there is, just to make things confusing, oh, no. I would say there is one exception to this rule. And, Kristen, you can confirm or deny. If your girl is on a specific mm. diet, do not bring home anything that is not on that diet because that is unfair and she will cry. And that, by she, I mean me. <laughs> All right. So we need to know exactly what diet you're on and not well, bring. If your friend in is, your order. if your girl's very obviously on keto, like don't go get her a donut when you're going to the donut <laughs> shop because then it just feels like a temptation and she's conflicted because she wants it. But then again, she's trying to do keto and this is your fault for sabotaging her. Mm-hmm. Like Bart came home with one bottle of wine instead of two yesterday and that did not go over very well. How many bottles do you need? Well, the problem was we were dr- I was drinking with my neighbors and there was four of us out front, so we went through that bottle like that. That's, Bart, That's one, one glass each. I know, exactly. Bart, Jeez. Bart, Bart. Because <sighs> I'm trying, I'm not drinking during the week. And he's like, I didn't want the temptation. And I'm like, yeah, but we have neighbors. See how his intent, his intent was so good, though. It yeah, was. it was, uh-huh. but it didn't land. Um, if, she, if she doesn't like flowers, buy her flowers. Now, if she, or not, not if she doesn't like flowers. If she's like, no flowers, don't buy me flowers, they die, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying get flowers for a special occasion. I'm saying out of the blue, for no special occasion whatsoever, you come home with flowers just because. A lot of that is guilt around the cost of flowers. Yeah.
So that's why they'll say, like, don't do that for Valentine's Day. Yeah, and the don't celebrate Valentine's Day, that's a load of BS. Mm -hmm. Get her a card. Like, at minimum, get her a card and, like, put a gift card for a massage in there or something Mm -hmm. like that. Something just for her. Okay. Speaking of special days, never ask this question. Babe, what do you want for your birthday? You should know. Mm. We've been dating. Mm -hmm. You should have. I have mentioned products throughout my life that I have liked. I have made commentary. You know me. And if you don't, if we just started dating... I'm pretty sure you can find one of my friends on Instagram or Facebook and shop with them for ideas. Do we get pinged for buying you something that you don't like that you're going to... I was going to say you're going to have to return, but now I'm sort of guiding my way through this emotional landmine. Yeah, no, I should never have... You, you return it. We return it. Yeah. and Because returns are such a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. Do we get more credit for getting you the wrong thing or for asking you what you want? I would I would prefer you try and yeah. get me the wrong thing. Okay. Because when you ask me what I want, then it takes, then I feel like an obligation. I'm costing you money. So now in my head, I'm like, what do I think his budget is? I don't want to make him spend too much. I'm not worth this. I don't know. No, I don't want to say I'm going to, you know, go get me this. Because what if someone's getting me this? Or what if I'm going to buy it for myself later on? It, it just is like such a quagmire of annoying thoughts that, just figure it out. The mental labor is yours for my birthday. Hold now, on, Lisa here is not walking in solidarity with you. She oh, thinks I you know. guys are ridiculous. We I'm said sure. you're ridiculous. We gave that disclaimer. You're ridiculous. And I own it. Good morning, Lisa. You're on the Bird Show. Hi. Morning, Bird Show. But like this list is exhausted. Yeah. It is. If I was a guy, I'd just be like, no, I got no time for you guys. <laughs> just have a bloody conversation. That would be nice, but. Girl. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. I've tried the conversations. They don't really work. So here we are. You know what is making more sense to me than anything else? Those weird shows where dudes fall in love, like with their exhaust pipe on their car. He's <laughs> <laughs> trying to get it now. It's starting, starting to make sense to me now. Just make sure the car's turned off. <laughs> The Burt Show. So it was a few weeks ago. This is still pretty startling, man. We now have confirmation, even though we've sort of felt it in our gut, that aliens have landed in the United States of America and all around the world. And they got folks that are actually working with the aliens. I mean, they've dissected them. Who knows where they are? But it's a reality now. What's the terminology they're using, Cassie? Because they're not calling them aliens. Because they said they have aircraft and they have bodies of what? Extra dimensional. (sighs) No, no, excuse me. They're using biologics is what it is because the whole thing is they might not be from space they may be from an alternate dimension instead so calling technically calling them an alien or an extraterrestrial is not correct so they call them non-human biologics they're also using the acronym uaps instead of ufos which was the other one i remember Okay. Unidentified aerial phenomena, though I think the P's been updated to something else now. Oh, okay. Geez. Okay. Yeah, anyway, it's a lot. You don't want to offend aliens. the aliens by calling <laughs> them aliens. aliens. Like what, exactly. <laughs> They'd be really upset. They're human biologics. You don't want to piss them off <laughs> not knowing what their capabilities are. So okay. with that, Kristen had an idea. So listen, I'm I'm not, I'm, I'm one of those people that you see in the memes that are circulating that I really honestly... Hmm. Sorry, not sorry. Don't care about the aliens. What? I feel like we got a lot of stuff going on down here. What? And I'm just, <laughs> it's. It's so much more interesting to read about this than the other crap going on in the world. You would think, but I just, I, in all sincerity, I don't really care about the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> but I figure since this, everybody, everybody else in here was super stoked about the aliens that I'm like, all right, so they're here. We know they're here. Congress has confirmed that. So you run into an alien. Mm-hmm. Alien lands, knocks on your door and says, hey, I would like you to show me around your place. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing you're going to do with your alien? Okay. I would like to go first. Okay. And I will tell you why. In full disclosure, I completely forgot about this list, even though I did it uh-huh. when you told me to, but I had forgot to do it all day long. And when I finally got to it, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I was super high in Delta 8. <laughs> I know, right, which is totally legal. So you're going to do Delta 8 with your alien? Um, no, I didn't put that on the list. <laughs> but you now should. that I'm looking at the list, I was definitely high. <laughs> <laughs> did you put Claremont Lounge and Pink Pony? Uh, I did not. Um, for whatever reason, I thought it would be really funny f- to take an alien to a Dragon Con or a Comic Con. Oh. Okay. Because their first, first time on Earth, they're like, what the hell is all that? That, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, I also thought it would be really cool to take them to Dollywood. Oh, okay. 
Um, I wanted to play pickleball with my alien. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you, you want them to destroy the planet? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> Why? What's wrong with that? Pickleball is a very... Okay. They're okay. going to be so intrigued by everything Earth has to uh-huh. offer. They have the technology to travel either between dimensions or across light years, but pickleball is what's yes. going to get it. They don't have pickleball in his hell playing pickleball. Right. <laughs> um... I, for whatever reason, thought taking a monster monster trucks would be really fun. <laughs> you were so high when you put this so list together. Uh, Renaissance fair. <laughs> I'm picturing an alien holding a giant turkey drumstick. <laughs> well, I kind of went there with my last one. I don't know where this came from. I don't even really remember writing it. Uh, I would take my alien, uh, or I would make my alien wear a bolo tie while eating a corn dog or sprayed canned cheese. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? Oh, he was deep in that Delta 8 by that point. You were tripping. I honestly don't know if we need to go through anybody else's list. That I mean, I that. pretty much got them all covered. You really did. Nailed mm-hmm. it. All right, Mo, what are you going to do with your alien? Uh, I wanted to take him to an amusement park just because I want to see him get on a roller coaster and see if they react like, really? This, this, <laughs> this is, is it? nothing. Like, what is this? Uh, to the studio, because I have to be the first artist to have an alien featured on a record. Uh-huh. I feel like that would be fine. <laughs> and um, lastly, I said I would take them to the cow- or Cowboys game and also hope that they can play quarterback. <laughs> then maybe they can help us win some games. So I would use mine as a ploy to meet all my favorite celebrities. Oh my God. So I would turn into like a mommy blogger. Like I'm going to start an Instagram account for my alien and make it the first extra dimensional influencer. And then I'll take it to little restaurants. I'll put it in little outfits. And then all my favorite celebrities are going to see it and be like, oh my gosh, what can money not buy? An alien. And they'll all want to meet me because they'll be like, I want to be friends with Abby and her cool alien friend. Oh, wow. That's that's a good entertainment buzz reporter right there. That is. <laughs> that's living it. I'm nothing if not on brand. That's living the lifestyle. <laughs> I did a very different take from you guys. I'm going to take my aliens to see beautiful views like the mountains in Jasper, Canada, the beaches in Fiji, Boring. the northern lights in Norway. <laughs> then we're going to look at human achievement stuff like the Taj Mahal or go to the Louvre and see the Sistine Chapel. And then we're going to go see the bad parts, like um, the largest slum in Pakistan, Chernobyl, the homeless population in L.A., a cancer ward, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, because they will have seen all the beautiful parts. And when I end on the sad stuff, they're going to help us fix it all. I feel like we have to do so bad now. I feel like we have to do everything we can to make sure that you don't get the alien. Why? That's a great. You want. Abby wants to dress it in influencer outfits and take it to restaurants. You want to play pickleball. You're going to take this alien to a museum or see the northern lights where who knows where they came from. The Northern Lights is probably nothing to them. Or maybe it's everything. Maybe their like <laughs> ugly planet is an ugly barren rock, and this sure is the most noble. beautiful thing they've ever seen. <laughs> sure. No, um, so I was going to do the same thing with my alien. <laughs> You're going to take them No, no, no. I wasn't going to take them to the beautiful parts. I was literally only going to take them to like the Fatberg in the ocean and be like, how can we? Fi-? I was going to take oh, the alien okay. to all our problem areas to see if they could figure out how to fix it. No, mm-hmm. you put him in a bolo tie and you take him to Monster Truck. <laughs> <laughs> the Birch Show. I think my boyfriend is gay, says the email. That's how it leads right there. She wants some advice. Look, if you've got something going on in your life, you want to share it with Birch Show, Birch Show fam, maybe get you some advice, hit us up at thebirdshow.com. So I need some advice. I think my boyfriend is gay. First off, I have nothing against anyone that's gay. I actually support it. Second, I live in a different state and I've been listening to your show since my 20s. I'm almost 43. So I'm saying I'm a huge fan. I've been with my fiance for almost a decade. Still no marriage. Anywho, he admitted to me in our first couple of years of our so-called engagement that he had relations with a man several years prior to him and I even knowing each other. The only reason he admitted this to me was because when he announced on his Facebook account that he was engaged, some random guy whom I'd never heard my fiance ever mention left him a message on Facebook Messenger and said, hi doll, I miss you. I was allowed access to his phone at the time, so I asked my fiance about this guy calling him a doll. Yeah, it's not often that one guy will refer to another guy as doll. (laughs) I texted Mo yesterday. I didn't say, hey doll, how you feeling? (laughs) I don't believe you did. (laughs) It's never too late to start. (laughs) In fact, there were no words at all. There were just a couple of moments. It really was. (laughs) Took me 10 minutes to figure out what you were asking. My fiance admitted to me that it was a quick fling and that I had nothing to worry about. I quickly let it go as something he tried but didn't like. Well, here I am, 
almost a decade later, later, still in the fiance mode. Lately, as in the last year, he leaves my apartment. He lives with his mom, by the way, and goes to a guy's house whom he says doesn't hang out with women. He says this gentleman likes to wrestle with him. And then he told me that he meant to say arm wrestle. No, he didn't. (laughs) When's the last time you hung out with like your, your dudes and you guys arm wrestled? Arm wrestled? I was probably 13. Okay. Yeah, been a while. Yeah. yeah, been a while. Been a while. All right, just checking. And even longer since I wrestled with them. <laughs> <laughs> like as in never. Right. I'm just surprised we have this letter. She's been with him 10 years, and she has just now mentioned that he lives with his mom. But that's not that's not a problem here. I caught him about four years ago talking with a man at a bar who bought him a drink. I was alone by myself on a patio trying to find him. What should I do? I've tried to make this man happy. I've loved him to the very depths of my soul, but he's full of drama and he's lied to me about the men in his life. To reiterate, I am all for any types of love, but I've spent almost a decade with someone who used to let me see their phone until now. Someone who won't even let me touch his phone, let alone his D, for two years. Okay, Dad, yeah, we got problems. Now we got problems. (laughs) There's a lot of information in just the last (laughs) paragraph of this. What should I do? Sincerely, the fake fiance. Come on, you know what to do. You know what's going on. You haven't haven't done it in two years? She hasn't even touched it in two years. Ah. Yeah. Ah. That's more than enough information to at least... Pull out all the stops and have a serious conversation with this man about what's really going on. Yeah, I mean, he clearly is super uncomfortable with what appears to be uh, an attraction to men, right? And we got a lot of circumstantial evidence going on here. For us, it seems clear as day. But I don't know how you feel about it, but if you're open to being in a marriage with a dude that can also date dudes then I would tell him that. If you're not for that whatsoever, I think you got some decisions to make. And because he was forthcoming and he told her he had had a relationship with a man prior to even knowing her, I feel at this point, you both need to sit down and you need to be like, how do you identify? Because maybe he's gay, maybe he's bisexual, maybe he is somewhere else on the spectrum. Um, So you need to have that open conversation. And... You need to, and again, I don't think you're going to get anything about being accusatory, but be like, you're, you're doing X, Y, Z. We haven't had relations in two years. You don't longer let me see your phone. Um, there's these other men are like, I can't sit here and wait for a man to marry me that I think is interested in men. At some point it's insulting. Like, I mean, there's so much clear evidence here that when you yeah. deny it over and over and over again, it's like you're almost like insulting my intelligence. Just be honest with me. But the second part of this, I do have some compassion for here. She's been with this dude for a decade. That's, That's a, a lot of yeah. time invested. Mm-hmm. So she wants to hold on with everything she has. But, but it, you... You can't stay with nah, somebody just nah, because nah, nah. you don't want to look at those 10 years as wasted time. No, that's not what I'm inferring, but I, I'm yeah. understanding her desire to try to work around this. Well, it's hard to walk away from someone that you've been with for 10 years, but this relationship is clearly not serving either of you. You clearly want to be married. And if you haven't like even been remotely intimate in two years, he clearly is looking for something else. Maybe it's another woman. Maybe it's another guy. Either way, I know that you're okay with it, but I think it's time to talk about it. Lay it all out on the table. For sure. Especially before you get married. You haven't touched that thing in two years. Y'all got problems. Gotta make sure it's still there. the best times. Could have been a little nicer about that. That's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Two years? He's rubbing on something. (laughs) I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% 
off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. The Birch Show. Some of you women are ready to fight in combat right now. Let's go. Put my gun in my hands. I'm going to defend my country. Others? (laughs) (laughs) Not so much. So a while ago, Abby and Kristen brought to the table, there was a, it was going around that women were going to be drafted into the military and Gen Z was essentially like, nope, no, thank you. Can, <laughs> no can do. And y'all brought in some great comments. I got an email from a listener. I emailed with sometimes uh, Gigi from Wisconsin and she said, good morning, Cassie. A while ago, Abby brought to the show reasons why young women can't and shouldn't get drafted. And it was hysterical. Here's a take from my generation. This is my group. 100% and we are ready to step up. Thought it'd be fun to share. Love you guys. So she sent a video from Candy Davis and this went viral on TikTok and God bless Kaylee. There's a lot of gum smacking in this video. <laughs> Candy has apologized for it. He's edited out most of it, but this is all the reasons why Gen X and older are ready to go to the battlefield. Ladies 18 to 26, hope you're ready to get drafted. Listen, I don't claim to know how the world works. But I do know you're barking up the wrong tree. Why are you going after them little girls when there is an entire generation of angry and ready to go menopausal women? We're ready. <laughs> you don't even need to draft us. Just let us know where we need to be and when. We all got minivans. We can carpool. None of us have slept in years. So I'm ready to take the night shift. I'm burning up hot all night anyway. I'm up going pee. Give me a gun and put me out for post. I drink my coffee black as death. So I will not be trying to hunt some Starbies to get a pumpkin spice latte somewhere out in the desert. I've raised my kids. I'm mad at my husband most days. Let's go. I got nothing to lose. I have so much PTO at work right now. They're trying to buy it back from me and pay me to take more time off. I'm good. I'm good for like a while. You can send me. These little girls don't need to go. They got a lot going on. They have counseling appointments. They're in school. They've got their little boyfriends and stuff like that. We got nothing going on. Gen X women who raise themselves. We are out here ready to go. What are you doing? My husband has has sleep apnea. You think I'm not ready to see some action on the battlefield? I've had two C-sections and a hysterectomy. I don't even need to take like period equipment, no tampons, no pads. I'm good. Put me out there. I had a cell phone that I had to tap 422 times just to write the words, thank you. I think I can't figure out how to work a gun. I will. You know how they tell young women when they're out and about and they're in danger to find a mom? Find a mom and they'll help you. Let's go. I'm here. I'm the mom. You found me. Let's go. Put me in. I'm here. I volunteer as tribute. Let's go. (laughs) I'm really curious, you know, and if there are dudes listening that are in the military, I would like to ask you guys this question. Uh, It's going to get a little serious for a second. Uh, And we can put you on the voice disguise or 1-855-BIRD-SHOW. What are your real feelings about, like, being in action next to a woman? Are you down with it? 
uh, would you rather not? Or are you much more open to the idea? I asked this question years ago, and it was pretty across the board. But this was 15 years ago. And I'm wondering if it's the same now. So if you're a guy and you're in the military, would you want a woman by your side in that foxhole? Or would you rather it just be dudes? Well, considering my brother married a fellow Marine, I'm going to say he's going to want his wife right there next to him. (laughs) I feel like it's, I mean, I'm not in the military and have never even come close. I can't even do a push-up. But still, (laughs) I feel like it's a mental state. Like, I feel like the women I've seen in the military match the men's mental state. It's a type of person. Mm -hmm. Like, I would want that woman by my side, but I wouldn't want someone like me who's soft and couldn't do it the same way I wouldn't want a a guy who's soft and couldn't do it. So, I don't know. I wonder if it's more about the mental state Mm -hmm. and are you committed and are you ready to get out there versus gender you ever see that special ops lioness man those bees are badasses <laughs> i want zoe zaldana right next to me <laughs> for sure <laughs> <laughs> but i remember years ago asking the same question because uh, i can't remember what the exact date was where they said okay women are now going to be able to hold a gun they're going to be able to be on the battlefield front lines Front lines, yes. And dudes called up, uh, not even on the voice disguise. They're like, yeah, I'm ready to talk about this. Absolutely not. And it wasn't an emotional thing. And it wasn't a mental. It was strictly for physical reasons. Mm. You said that was across the board? That the men felt uh, that way? Across the board, yeah. So if you're in the military and you're a dude, how do you feel about that now? one 855 Hey, Steven. Hey, how's it going? Good. All right, P1 here. Love you guys. Hey, I spent 21 years in the Army. And I want to tell you firsthand, I have no issue serving with women uh, in the military. I think for a lot of guys that are in like those special ops fields, it creates a little bit of uh, anxiety because say you're captured or something like that and torture and things of that nature. But just on a regular realm, yeah, no issue whatsoever. Look, women have a way higher pain tolerance level than dudes do. So if they're captured compared to me, I'm out in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know what pill I'm supposed to have in my cheek, but I am, uh, I'm dying right here right now. Women can take that. <laughs> uh, we're going to get to Ashley here in just one second. Put her on hold, please. She's a female medic in the military. Hey, Ashley. Good morning. Good morning. Okay. So how do you feel about this whole thing? Um, so actually me and my ex-husband met in the military. We were medics in the army and he was allowed to go to the front lines. And I was not because even though I'm a medic and well, now I'm a nurse, um, I'm, you know, I'm medically inclined to be able to help them. However, getting a 200 plus man to be able to trust that a five foot three, Mm -hmm. you know, 130 pound woman would be able to carry them off the battlefield. Don't get me wrong. I was trained to carry a 250-plus man because that's how much your gear weighs. But wow. it doesn't matter because they wouldn't put women on the front line anyway. they just keep them back at camp and just, you know, pick on all the casualties and stuff like that because men just, they don't trust women. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't blame them because if, you're, if I'm a man and I'm looking at me, and you're five foot three. I'm like, how can you get me off the battlefield right. when there's gunfire everywhere? You know. But you want to be there. But absolutely, I wanted to be there. I I volunteered to go to Guantanamo Bay, which was um, the prisoner of war. Mm-hmm. And my husband at the time was like, absolutely not. And I'm like, why not? They need people there. Why can't I go there? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I appreciate you calling. Thank you. Let's get back to this email here. Uh, he's worried about his fiance putting on some weight after they get married. I guess we haven't covered this one yet. So whew, this one's going to be really, really <laughs> met with not a lot of embrace, I don't think. Yeah, and I think he knows that. Hey, Bert Show, I know I'm going to get blasted, which is why I'd like you to keep me anonymous. I'm engaged to the love of my life. We've been together for six years and we'll be getting married next spring. We're one of the last couples of our friend group to get married. There's something I've noticed about the other couples who are married. Every single one of them has gained a substantial amount of weight since getting married. I'm talking about both the wife and husband and not just a few pounds. There's the freshman 15 when you go to college. Apparently, there's the newlywed 35 after you get married. I'm genuinely concerned that my fiance will follow suit. Hear me out before you dub me the most shallow man on the face of the earth. Oh, we got a theme going on here. Yeah, right. Fitness isn't only my job, but it's my life. It what It's what brings me joy. My fiance and I met at the gym and fitness and health has been a big part of our relationship. So many married couples we know have become sedentary and overly comfortable. How can I assure that doesn't happen to us? 
It's truly got me wondering if marriage is right for us, or rather me. Why can't we just stay engaged? <laughs> Not sure how I can sell that one to my fiance. Yeah, because people don't put on weight during the engagement. It's only when they get married. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go first? Oh, <laughs> Cass is all ready. Just ready. She's chomping at the bit. Oh. Well, first of all, this is not the love of your life. Because if it was, you wouldn't worry about the weight gain. So probably break up with her and do her a favor. But if you're insistent on marrying her, you should know there have been studies done that show research shows that happy couples gain weight at the beginning of the relationship into commitment. So really? if you were to gain weight, and, and the reverse isn't true. So if you don't gain weight, it doesn't mean you're an un, unhappy couple, but it means you're happy. There is something about being comfortable. The thing is, if you love fitness, then love fitness. If you like to go to the gym, then go to the gym. Nobody is stopping you from doing that. And there, unless your fiance has been trending in a way to make you think otherwise that she's going to stop doing those activities with you, there's nothing to worry about except your own fat phobia. And that's what this is. Because why would you be worried about your fiance gaining weight if your friends are gaining weight if she is still happy and you're still in love with her? Now, if she tries to stop you from going to the gym and stop you from doing the things that you love, that's a different that's a different issue. And I would have problems with that as well. Just be who you are and let her be who she is and be happy together. Crazy ideas. Here's the thing. I think they should break up because if I found out that my fiance had submitted this letter into a radio show, I, you would be doing me a favor by getting rid of this relationship. And here's the thing. If fitness and health is genuinely a big part of your relationship and a big part of your life, that's not going to change just because you get married if it's a healthy relationship. If you have a lifestyle that you two have followed consistently and it hasn't really changed much throughout the relationship, putting a ring on it isn't going to change anything. Sounds to me like the dude just doesn't want to be married. That's kind of how I read it because, I mean, I don't even see why this is a concern and then to say, like, why can't we just stay engaged? So you want to present that idea to your fiance who you're about to, to get married to that maybe marriage is not the right thing. If you're not excited going into a marriage and obviously it's not for you and it seems like he using this as an excuse to hide behind it because he just truly doesn't want to be married. I think this young fella has layers of issues that he could probably work out <laughs> in some yeah. therapy sessions. The Burt Show. Alright, Lindsay needs some answers here on a second date update. So if her mom sets her up with a son's friend, she was reluctant to go, but she goes anyway. She thought things went great. Clearly the dude didn't think so because she hasn't heard from him. Hey, Lindsay. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Okay, tell us about this great date you had and how it all came about. So, um, I am the last one of my siblings to be single. I would also like to point out that I am the hot one. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Talk good talk. Right. Um, I mean, my mom's been pressuring me to find someone. And, you know, she tells me that the clock's ticking, but I'm only 32. But... It annoys me, you know, and I ignore her because she's my mother. But she's been trying to set me up with my coworkers, her coworker's son, for about a year now. And finally, I was like, all right, we'll do it. And I went well out with them. And honestly, I had a really great time. It was amazing. You know, I even told that to my mother, which is something we just don't do. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, you don't, um, want, you don't want moms to get the W on stuff like that. <laughs> Exactly. You know, um, she's been asking every single day when we're going to go out again. And, and I'm really not sure. He hasn't messaged me. I haven't heard from him. He stopped responding and it's been two weeks. So I don't know what happened. I thought it was great. I've often asked this question, like, are your parents, do they know you so well that they're good matchmakers or do they really not know who you are? So they're terrible matchmakers. What yeah, we, they see and what you are might be two different things. I mean, we've done this several times on the show with people and let their parent choose their um, who they're going to go on a date with. I think we also did with, with 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 Katie. We let her mom go through her um, her dating app and choose people. As um, a general rule, are they good matchmakers or horrible matchmakers? General rule, I think they see a different version of you. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think they would be good matchmakers. I say terrible. I terrible. think they know you as, as a child, not yeah. as a partner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think they tend to choose people that fits their vision of who they've pictured you with. Mm. And that might not be the person that you're actually into. So he and here's the worst part of this all this whole thing too, Lindsay, is that you go back to your mom. And you tell her that the date goes great. So now in her mind, she's like, oh, I am good at this. So now she's going to continue to set you up on these dates. But the truth is you had a great time on this one. So there's nothing that you can point to over the course of those couple of hours where this dude is just fine. Like there was some tension, nothing. 
Nothing at all. It was a great time from start to finish. How did the date end? Um, it ended with, you know, some walking to me to my door and a uh, kiss on the cheek, and that was it. Oh, the kiss on the cheek. Mm-hmm. It's the kiss of death. No, it's yeah. not. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It, it can be. Oh, it can be. It can be. All right, so this is your mom's co-worker's son. Have, has your mom and co-worker have any, had any conversations? Uh, if they have, she hasn't said anything to me. Oh, if your mom wouldn't hide this, would she, if she knew? Yeah. Well, I, I think you're right. So I don't think they have. But I don't think my mom is going to ask her coworker. Yeah. You know? I would be double I mean, annoyed, she, she too. She goes as far to set me up the date, but she won't, you know, try to fill out the whole relationship for me, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the fact that you didn't really want to go in the first place, and then you finally are convinced to go, and then the person yes. goes to you, that I, I, I would be so annoyed by that. Now, in a couple of minutes here, Lindsay, uh, we'll tell you what we already know about why there's no second date, but Abby, what's your, what's your guess here? <sighs> I, I just think he didn't have a good time like you did. I, I think when somebody isn't making the effort to meet up with you again, mm-hmm. I think we can delusion ourselves into thinking, well, he just liked me too much and he just didn't want to, he just, you know, he's too scared for, I, I just think maybe he didn't click with you the same way that you clicked with him. And I know that's beyond annoying because I have been in that situation where like a guy likes you first or maybe you get set up with someone and you weren't into it. And then all of a sudden you catch feelings and they don't for some reason. And now you feel like you've been bamboozled into heartbreak. So I, I feel you on this, but I just think he's not that into it. Did your mom and your mom's coworker work in, work together? Were they in cahoots or did your mom just know her coworker had a son that she thought you should go out with and she did this rogue? Um, I think they were in it together. Okay. To be honest. Um, which is really sad because like I said, I'm 32. So, you know, they're, they're going to play matchmaker, uh, makes me a little frustrated, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm hoping you guys can give me some answers and I'm hoping he did have a good time too. And maybe he's just busy or something happened in between. Uh, uh, wait, 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 here we go. Let's stop there. If a guy is interested in you, I'm too busy is not even an option. How long does it take to text somebody? I mean, if he's totally into you, they will find time. So let's make that clear. Uh, and secondly, you don't got time for this nonsense. You're 32 years old. And I say this every time we do this. That's why I think it's a stupid bit. Is like, <laughs> why? like what, what does it even matter? He's, he's telling you everything you need to know right now. You know your name's on the show. We don't have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid bit on but, my show. But it does so well in the podcast right I, I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> All, right. All right, Lindsay, we do know why there's not going to be a second date. Our show director, Tommy, reached out to this dude. We got answers for you. You just got to hang out a couple of minutes to get him, okay? And I promise promise you we will not ghost you. Great. Thanks so much. All right. We'll do it in a couple of minutes. The Burt Show. Driving our listener, Lindsay, crazy. She goes out with this dude that her mom set her up with, and it, it went great. Date goes fine. And then he goes her, and she can't figure out why. And we have answers for her that we will give her in just one second. Uh, I want to mention this here. I will always believe this, and maybe naively, that um, the sliver of or the the amount of negativity and the amount of people that are a-holes is the sliver in society. I still believe that most people are really, really good, but I do know that, and I'm in media, I do know that I know what sells, like yeah. negativity, man. So we get into these narrow holes of just thinking the world is going to crap, but it's a sliver of the people that are real a-holes. And just a really brief example of some of the good ones, I, and this is just an example of one of these that I have received over the last week or so, probably a dozen of them. But I've been dumb enough to give out my phone number on the radio a few times. <laughs> and mm-hmm. listeners uh, have put that in their phones. And from time to time, I will get text, right? And I get a random one this morning. I don't even know her name. Uh, and it just says, hi, just a weird random text from a stranger checking in, making sure you're okay. But wanted to also make sure you have plans for Thanksgiving. Oh, mm-hmm. just so random. So let me answer both of those. Uh, am I doing okay? Well, for a guy that has the realization that I'm gonna grow old and die alone, I'm doing fine. <laughs> uh, uh, for, for a guy that is now a quarter blind, uh, I think I'm doing fine. You're eighth blind. 
An eighth? Yeah, Cassie brought it up because you got two eyes. Ah, that's right. Mm. I'm just an eighth one. See, look. See? The, the, it just got, the, the day just got better. <laughs> All right. We're else looking up. You can't see it, right. but it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and thank you, but I do have Thanksgiving plans. I'm going to be with my son in South America, and we're going to be having a great time. But yeah. I just wanted to, people are good. They are. People are good. And this is the time of year where we can feel it for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and then come January, everybody sucks again, you think? <laughs> uh, but no, most people are good, and I will always believe that. One guy that's not good is this dude that bailed on Lindsay here. Um, so Lindsay was just telling us that uh, she can't figure it out. Uh, her mom set her up on a date. She doesn't like the fact that the date went great um, because mom set her up. And then all of a sudden, this dude just goes away and there's been no contact. So he ghosted her. All right, Lindsay, um, our show director, Tommy, reached out to this dude and found out exactly why there has been no second date. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Tommy, it's all you. So I reached out to Toby. I explained our second date update and the fact that he had pretty much ghosted Lindsay, and we want to know why. And he replied. He said the date was all right. However, I wasn't exactly on that date for the usual reasons. My mom's been on my case for ages to meet someone new, and she wouldn't stop talking about setting me up with Lindsay. Honestly, the only reason I agreed was to get her off my back. I've actually got a girlfriend already. What? My mom's not her biggest fan, mm. to put it mildly, mm. so she keeps trying to match me up with other people. Wow. Wow. My girlfriend and I thought if I went out with Lindsay just once, so his girlfriend was kind of in on it, my mom might finally chill with the matchmaking. I told my mom we didn't click, hoping that would end it. I really didn't mean to drag her into this drama of mine. I feel bad about it. (laughs) She seems great and definitely deserves someone who's all in. Sorry for the mix-up and any confusion it caused. I had to break it to Toby, but he just made it way worse because now he's given the hope to his mom that he's willing to say yes to date. So he, in her mind, she's probably thinking... That he's like ready to to get out of this relationship, but that's not the case at all. But poor Lindsay, I'm so sorry that you were yeah. collateral damage in all this. Yeah, screw Toby. Um, you're the one here. I, I think you nailed it. Co- total collateral damage. But the good news is, it has nothing to do with you. And you don't yeah. want to be a man who can't stand up to his mom. <laughs> Facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's true. Or a man who's willing to go on dates if he's in a relationship. So right. Uh, hard pass all the way around. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, this definitely sucks, um, but it's, this is so not about you. This is about him and his mom, and he said you were great, and, you know, who knows? Yeah, I just feel like he could have been honest from the start. He could have, but you dodged a bullet. I mean, he's a grown man, and this is the way he decided to handle the situation. I am super shocked that he has a girlfriend that went along with it, too. But, I know, yeah, that is odd. Right? I would never guess that yeah. something like that would happen. Like, let's that's so weird. The, let's chew on that one for a second. Yeah, so if the guy I'm dating comes to me and says, hey, my mom doesn't like you, and she really wants me to break up with you, but I am just I need to go on this date to get her off my back, you cool with that? I'm not cool with any of it. Oh, hell no. No, how could you be? I think it's kind of devious on the girlfriend's part because it obviously ended horribly and now Toby's never going to let his mom live it down and now she's got to get all this crap from her son that she was trying to get off the girlfriend's back. So, you know what? I think really the girlfriend's the true winner out of all this. It's layered. All right, Lindsay, but it's not about you, so you got that going for you, right? Right. Thanks so much. The Bird Show. All right, you're welcome. Right, Abby is now entering the do-it-alone era of her life. Yeah, I'm in my do-it-alone era, which sounds just a lot better than nobody wants to hang out with me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I've come to this scary realization that I really like being alone. Like, I enjoy the company of others. I really value my friendships. But I really enjoy doing things on my timeline. I like going where I want to go, doing what I want to do, drinking what I want to drink, eating what I want to eat. It's lovely. And so now I, I've never, I don't really think I would want to go on a solo vacation because I know you've talked to me about how great it is. Uh-huh. 
Like Everything I, you just mentioned is the exact same on a solo vacation, except you're somewhere different and everything is so new. I know, but um, again, like I said, I'm a 26-year-old single woman. Every day is a solo vacation. <laughs> I am vacationing away from the company of others. Like, And so over the last couple of weeks, I've noticed that I've just stepped out of my comfort zone and done a lot of things I would typically do with other people by myself. I went and I saw the new Hunger Games film because I wanted to see the Hunger Games film. I bought my own ticket, sat by myself next to a bunch of tweens, and I had myself a good time. <laughs> Were you confident enough? Because when I first started going to movies by myself, I would play the game like I would look over my shoulder like somebody was, I was waiting on somebody to come and sit next to me and stuff. Oh, it looks like that. And then the, um, you know, the movie would start and I'd be alone, but I wanted everybody to know, like, I wasn't there alone. No. I'm just waiting for somebody to show up. That's all. You make yeah. it look like you guys stood up when you do that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's how backfires. Yeah, I don't think that's the look you want to go for. Honestly, I, I didn't want anybody to sit next to me. So, like, when the gaggle of tween girls came next to me, I'm like, they're not going to appreciate this movie like I did because I read the book. So, they're just going to talk through it. And they did. But I got to enjoy it, you know, by myself almost. I got to, I went to a bar that I really wanted to go to. I've never been to this bar because it's not the typical vibe where if I was going to go out with friends, I would want to go. It's very low key. It's very, it has like a dark academia vibe. It's not the kind of place you would take the girlies. I have found if I go to a bar by myself and I sit at the bar, at least traveling mostly, um, that People notice you're alone and they want to come up and they want to start creating conversation, which was a problem in Brazil because they don't speak English <laughs> because I wanted to talk to people at the end of the night um, and couldn't. But that's I, I think that almost gravitates people towards you. I don't know why, but of all of the places that I go by myself, I never feel uncomfortable going anywhere except the bar. That's just really? the one place that I still, to this day, cannot go by myself. Really? Oh. Mm -mm. I love it. Yeah. Like, it's like going out and eating alone, either sitting at a table and eating alone or sitting at a bar and eating alone. Um, I did it just a couple weeks ago. Just sat at the bar, got a glass of wine, a nice steak salad, and it was glorious. I'm with you. I love it, man. Oh, it was glorious. It was great, but I will say I did have a little bit of anxiety because I think I looked like I was waiting for somebody because, and the waiter and the bartender kept coming up to me and being like, are you waiting on someone? Do you need the second menu? I'm like, no, nobody is coming. And th thankfully the bar, the restaurant bar ended up filling up to where people started sitting next to me and it started to look a little <laughs> bit more normal. And then after the first glass of wine, I was like, all right, I'm cruising. I don't think people even really notice. They don't. I really don't. Mm -hmm. Like we, I think, look, at ourselves like we're the sort of center of our own universe, obviously, right? But most people don't even notice. Yeah, they didn't. And so I had a really good time, got to check it out. I also took a road trip to a part of town I hadn't seen yet, got in my car, put on my favorite playlist, did a little drive down, got some pictures for my iPhone, and I just got to go and, and not have to worry about whether or not somebody was enjoying themselves or whether or not I had to make small talk with a new friend. It was just very relaxing. Got to take myself down there and get some good photos. And I think one of the reasons this exercise was good for me is I was revisiting an episode I had done on my podcast with a therapist where I had been asked her about something completely unrelated about like self-confidence and self-worth because that's a topic that really comes up when people are going through breakups where they're like I stayed in this relationship because my self-worth was so bad so I asked her I'm like how do you build self-confidence and self-worth and she said well that's very complicated but an exercise you could do today if you wanted to turn off the podcast and work on it is to go spend a day by yourself and just admire how you see the world through your own eyes so to me, I'm like, this was a really great exercise and working on becoming less desperate and <laughs> and just enjoying my own company and, and really appreciating uh -huh. the way that I see the world, but without having to rely on somebody else to enrich it. Now, the next hmm. step, I think, if you really want to push this is don't do a solo vacation, but do a solo weekend. A solo weekend. Huh? Okay. Maybe even a long weekend, but oh. just go somewhere by yourself for a weekend. I think you will absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree yeah. with you. You're like weaning yourself into yeah, something yeah, yeah. more ambitious, but just go somewhere for it. Or just a night, even. Yeah. Um, I, I think you're right. So I'm worried now that I'm going to be, I'm going to enjoy being alone so much that the, uh, thought, <laughs> the thought of bringing anybody into it is like, no, I actually really love these solo vacations. I don't need you. That's where it leads to. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly where you're going. The Bird Show.
Okay, let's stick with this theme of finding a situation that works for you. Let me run one by you, okay? So I think when you go through a breakup, it's natural to start asking yourself, what is it you really want? What really fits you when it comes to a long-term relationship, right? So I've been doing a lot of thinking. And here is what I really believe in my heart. But I wonder if it's even possible. And maybe there is a couple out there doing this right now. But I think I might be a unicorn and I might be alone for the rest of my life if I can't find her. And it's this. Marriage does not scare me at all. Living together does not do anything for me. Is it possible to be married, I mean, if there aren't kids involved, right? Because mm-hmm. I think once kids enter the picture, then it's a different um, formula. But is it possible to be married or to be in a long-term relationship and never live together? one 855 Like, Because I, I kind of feel like, and I was reading this list online that I'm going to plan on breaking out for you guys next week, is like the five things that keep guys from getting married or staying in long-term relationships. And one of them really struck a chord with me. And that is like, sort of like the spark goes away, right? It just kind of goes away. And I'm wondering if sometimes if that happens with me in relationships, it's because we're living together and it's so routine that the newness of it just kind of wears off. And I'm the kind of person that just needs like to want to miss somebody in order to be in a healthy relationship. See, I think it's your mindset, right? And cohabitation is, uh, it's it's strengthened our relationship. It, for me, it's not that the spark goes away. The spark evolves and it turns into a deeper roaring fire the more you are with somebody and it, it takes on different forms. I have not experienced it the same way you have. Gotcha. Uh, it mean, certainly I, does get deeper. And then yeah. when you have kids, but now I'm talking about a situation where you don't have kids. Yes. But I would not say that it becomes a roaring fire. Okay. Well, what maybe, I would say it's a roaring fire in between uh, in the beginning, and then it slowly starts to become so routine that it's just an ember. Okay, <laughs> but it's still burning. Yeah. But it just burns uh-huh. differently. Right. And so for me, I can I can say with sincerity that like my husband and I don't have the same spark that we did when we first started dating. Like I remember that hot and heavy and intoxicating and, you know, all that. But we're in, at least I can, for speaking for myself, I'm intoxicated with him in a different way. So, okay, you and I are different here. So here's what I'm wondering, and I'm wondering if this is even a possibility. To be in a long-term relationship where you have that intoxication period you're talking about, Uh that wild kind of lust and love for each other, Mm -hmm. and it can be maintained like that over 20 years of time. And I don't think that that can work if you're living together. I don't think I'd want that. No? No. That that sounds exhausting. And that's a lot of sex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is where we differ. <laughs> Very much. Uh, I, I think I'm a unicorn like like you, Bert, in that regard. I've I've every girl I've dated, I've brought that up as a like a possibility in the future and they've all thought I was crazy. But not living together? Yes. Like my uncle as uh he's been married for eleven years and they have two different homes. And I think one of the reasons it works for them is because they both had marriages prior that didn't work out for the same reason. So they've kind of just kept their homes and they've been happily married for 11 years like that living in two completely different homes and everybody thinks that they're crazy but I think it works for them and I see nothing wrong with it because for me I value the time I don't spend with my partner because I want to miss you. I, like, appreciate missing you. I think it's so hard to find two people that have the similar mindset there when it comes to space. Because I've known, like, three couples that have also done that and they're so happy. So happy because they're so alike in their need for space. And if that works for you, fantastic. That's, nah. Don't work for you. No. Hey, Shelby, good morning. You're part of the Burt Show. Hi. Hey, how are y'all? Good, thank you. Um, so my landlord, actually, him and his wife, I think they were both on their second marriage when they got together, and they both had rental properties of their own, and they had their own properties, and when they got married, they never lived together. They just, I mean, I spent, they spend the night with each other here and there, but they don't live with each other. And it's worked. And, yeah, for like 30 years, I think. Okay, that's a pretty nice run. It is. That's a real nice run. 
Um, here is Lisa to say that's not even marriage. Hey, Lisa, good morning. You're on the Burt Show. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I say no because when you're married, you come together as one. So you're not coming together as one if you're residing in two different properties. I think people who do that, they just got married for legal purposes. But in the institution of what marriage represents, no. You're not really married if you are sleeping in two beds and have two separate lives at two different properties. So I say, no, that's not marriage. You're doing like marriage light. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I still think you can be one. You just don't have to be with each other for seven days a week. Exactly. Like marriage maybe means different things to different people. But I don't know. If being one means we are literally one person for the rest of my life, I, I don't want to sign up for that. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Now, have you discussed this with the lady that you're seeing right now? Yep. And is she down? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> there are plenty of people here that are doing it successfully. Good morning. Abby, you're on the Burt Show. Hi. Hey, good morning. So I've been married to my husband for 10 years. He um, got a job and it moved him all the way to Seattle. We are in Atlanta. Um, for three and a half years, those were the best years of our marriage. He came back. Um, he's been back for, I guess, two years um it's been very different because we noticed that we both need our space i work in the hotel industry so i will go and stay downtown for like a couple of days um and then we meet back up but like we noticed we need our space so now we are turning our basement into my apartment oh there you go okay all right i mean look at all these calls married seven seven different times okay i'm not take that one <laughs> we spend 18 days a month apart. Things are great. My uncle did this. Yes, gotta be. My aunt's going on 33 years of marriage, never lived together. So I guess it's possible. But Absolutely. to find For two sure. people with the same mindset, that's the difficult part. That's tough. It's the Burt Show. The Burt Show.